In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed, because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hello, and welcome back to Betches Brides. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I'm Nicole Pellegrino. And we are back. It is the the week before uh, Christmas and, you know, holiday time. I feel like this is... It's the end. It's about to be the end of a very chaotic year for brides and uh, for everyone, but for brides in particular, I think also have had their their very special burden to share. So hopefully, weddings in twenty twenty two are a little bit more predictable and consistent. Um, that would yeah. be my hope for or next 2021. year. Or twenty twenty one. You just said oh, 20... did I say twenty twenty? Oh, but I meant twenty twenty one. I was like Jordana. Jordan is completely skipping the whole next year going no, I'm, 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 I, I definitely meant 2021 I'm very hopeful for for uh, the year coming up what about you I I'm feeling the same and I feel like the the general consensus of and the nature of the country right now is that like you know everybody's still being very cautious as they should be with cases on the rise and you know lockdowns being enforced and stuff but I think the the whole vaccine news for for weddings and the wedding industry at least is looking up I think. So yeah, I'm very um, hopeful. Yeah. And, and you feel- know again like ahead. weddings are changing what the course of weddings are changing. We just did a whole episode last week so if you missed that definitely tune in about elopements and we had I had a guest on who you know was an expert in those and it got me thinking like this the whole course of weddings is changing for the future people are going to want to do these smaller intimate elopement weddings for forever so yeah um, i think it, it'll, it'll be, definitely be interesting to see which like pandemic uh wedding traditions have changed and which ones uh you know what i mean like one if any of them stick or if any of them are like okay like we are glad we never have to do that again um, right right as as we go but i do think more intimate um, smaller scale weddings will will probably be here to to stay. Although I do think people are still going to have those blowout ones. People too. Maybe, miss the blowout weddings. People yeah, do. I definitely do. Um, I miss both. I mean, it'll be. I miss. I'm, I'm excited like to hopefully. I, it's so funny. I do feel like there's like a lot of like wedding fatigue when you have one every weekend. Um, oh, yeah. So I do think it'll be nice for a lot of people to like. I think the weddings that do happen after this, like people will be like ready to party, mm-hmm. you know? Oh yeah. Oh, watch out, <laughs> watch out world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally people are going to let loose once it's eventually safe again. I, I miss like the open bar aspect of the wedding, like the big, it's really just a reason to celebrate and you have free yeah. alcohol. And I miss the traditions of the wedding. One time we did a takeover forever ago and the audience asked me on the Instagram, they were like, what's your favorite part of the wedding of a wedding? And I was like, I think the speeches. 
weirdly like yeah. and I miss those things like those I like it all traditions yeah. Yeah. I miss the. I feel like the dancing or be like really like I haven't like really like what when have we gotten to dance in the last no. year like I want to dance with how. my friends yeah that's so true <laughs> I want to get sweaty and ugly and see the photographer's photos weeks later where I'm like dripping sweat You're like super makeup. drunk yeah. And the bride sends and right. And the bride sends you like, she's like, oh, here's these cute pictures of you for the wedding. And you're just like this drunk mess. Um, yeah. Terrible angles. Yeah. No. So I mean, Ugh. yeah, I'm excited. Let's let's do that. And if you guys want to check out our merch, if you haven't done so already, check it out. We've got drink pouches for your upcoming bachelorettes or to ask someone to be your bridesmaids. We got a new mug, um, which I love. It says disengaged. Um, so for any of you who are planning your second or third or fourth wedding, um, and are not that excited, I think that mug is a great like little like sarcastic. Uh, you're engaged. <laughs> But disengaged, especially for people who have been engaged for like years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Engagement fatigue. Engagement fatigue. You have that. We're all feeling it. We're all. I mean, I've been engaged since 2019 now, which feels like a decade oh, wow. ago. I I am definitely. I'm perpetually engaged, so I since will. Since like early 2019, right? May. Ish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I've been engaged for you too. <laughs> <I'm, laughs> literally. So I will be um, ordering this as soon as possible, actually, right after this episode. Um, and yeah, guys, get them. They're great for get last minute gifts. If you're like me and you haven't, you're a Christmas loser and you haven't gotten anything. <laughs> Mike likes that. That's like caused contention in our relationship. He's like, you're so not good at Christmas. He's well, like, we have we have a whole gift uh, email, so we can get yes. we can get all into that in our yep. uh, holiday gifting as as a couple. We're gonna get into that. It's gonna be our last email. I'm excited yes. for it because I feel like there's so much to unpack um, in this email, but also just like about couples and gifting and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Um, especially, I don't know. Let's well, let's let's get into it. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. I'll take right. this first one because it's okay. short and easy, and that's what I like. <laughs> Okay. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, Betches. I want to start off by saying I absolutely love my future mother-in-law. She is so sweet and never shies away from a good time. A few months ago, though, she casually dropped to me that she's always invited to bachelorette parties. She's gone to her friend's daughter's batch parties and even went to her other son's wife's other daughter-in-law's bachelorette. I'm not planning on having any sort of crazy bachelorette weekend, but spending it with my future mother-in-law won't make it the most relaxing. Am I starting this off on the wrong foot? If not, how should I kindly not invite her? Thanks so much. <laughs> this, this one, one I laugh. This one made me laugh too. Cause like, um, I can't imagine having that or like even my mom, I wouldn't want there either. No. Like, or imagine I'm imagining like pushing my dad on Mike's bachelor party. Like I feel <laughs> like you, they would like hate that. Like literally like, um, so I do think it's, I think it's a funny one. Um, and it's very interesting cause it, it involves like not pissing off your mother-in-law. Yeah. But like, obviously like this is a very easy, like boundary one. Right. How would you I- handle it? This it made me laugh because the bachelorettes, I agree with you. It's a mom free zone. You don't, it's a sacred space. No mom's allowed. You, stuff goes down. And even just like being around your friends, you talk about different things that I, I personally wouldn't want my mother-in-law hearing yeah. some of our conversations. I think just you like also not just, about yeah, it's not even like you're doing anything that bad. It's just like, you want to be like kind of dumb yeah, and like, that's dumb. not how you literally, that's not how you, that's not how you want to like act in front of, you know, someone your future right. mother-in-law you want to be like showing you want to be like more appropriate around them so I don't think it's that you're doing anything so bad it's more just like right. I want to be like an idiot and, no matter- and not have you see me be like a drunk idiot <laughs> right and no matter how cool your future mother-in-law or your own mother in some cases acts like there are those mothers who act like they're the friend versus the mother and this sounds like this one she's wants to be the friend they're not actually they're deep 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 down they are still your future mother-in-law so like no matter how much they try to mask that they're not and they're the friend deep down it's in their blood so for this one I think it's a kind of easy one you kind of just you say to her I don't if if she really dropped that and so it's already addressed I think when it does come time to plan you say to her like look I'm I really just envision this being my friends only like, you know, my friends planning it, maybe put it on them a little bit to like they're planning it. So it's not as much your control kind of thing. And you but you do want to celebrate with her still and go back to our classic go to move, which is plan a dinner or something. Yeah, no, I was thinking that, too. I was thinking of being like almost like not even addressing that you don't want her there. Just being like, oh, my God, I would love to do something to celebrate with you. Like, why don't you and my mom and I like do a spa day or like, let's go get like like lunch or dinner and manicures. Like, it'll be so much fun. Just almost like pivot it onto that and then just do your bachelor thing separately. And if she still keeps pushing the bachelorette thing. I think you just tell your fiance to be like, Hey, like 
your mom seems to like think that she's coming on my bachelorette. Would you mind just like telling her that this is like an like it's like a this is like a uh 45 and under situation um <laughs> yeah like it's not personal it's nothing against her i think i would just i for me i don't think i could like no it would be tough for me to, to do the confrontation i would just have my fiance who's like say that to her. like if my i'm trying to think like if my dad wanted to go on mike's bachelor party and mike <laughs> was like your dad keeps like asking me about like the bachelor plans. Um, I would, it. I would call my dad and I'd be like, listen, like, that's not a thing. Like, yeah. In, in, in their world, like that dads don't go, he's not having <laughs> anyone's dad. It's not just you. Like yeah. I would, cause I could say that to my parents, but I wouldn't, I would feel weird saying that to someone else's. So I would just, if it, if it got to that point, most people I think would just take right. the hint with the like dinner or spa, whatever. But if it did get to that point, I would bring in the person who's actual, parent it is yeah yeah let them handle it I think that's a good fix though the spa day the the at home bachelorette mini bachelorette with them and if he has a sister you know include her it could be a little thing um it's so it's just so funny because like Mike and I when we were talking about planning our bridal parties and bachelorettes forever ago I think he might still actually want to do this but him and his dad do have like best friend relationship and I swear his dad's like in his dad he's like in all their group chats I think he's gonna like honestly bring his dad but I'm gonna bring your dad no (laughs) I know my dad I'm like laughing picturing my dad like being asked my dad would be like oh no well it's just like you don't really want to watch like a guy like who's about to marry your daughter on his bachelor party I feel like that would be like (laughs) do you know what I mean like (laughs) my dad would be like um I will kindly sit this out thank you Right. I don't know if he still might bring his dad. That might have just been a phase, but, but I know if, if, my, if Mike was like your mom, my mom really wants to come on your bachelorette. I love her to death, Pam. If you're listening, you know I love you, and you know you're cool. She is more of like a friend than a mother-in-law, but I, I, I would. It's just a different environment, and I don't think kindly pass. I would, as we say to Pressy House, right? <laughs> right. And again, nothing. Bad. I'm not like cheating on your future or my whatever my future husband like nothing's happening like that it's just like you said I want to be dumb with my friends right I, I don't do want you like I don't want your mom watching me like drink out of a penis straw <laughs> just like don't think that's a necessary part of our relationship <laughs> yeah no she'll never look at you the same <laughs> all right let's do another one I think we I think we gave some solid advice on that one yeah we did okay hi Jordan and Nicole writing to you from the UK look at that international mm-hmm. listeners love it um, been loving the podcast since my fiance and I got engaged in September. Um, we've been together six years and are hoping to get married in early 2022 when everything recovered has calmed down and we can properly enjoy our day. When we first got engaged, it was so exciting to start thinking about our day, but with COVID making everything stop and start again over and over, it's been so hard to be excited. And honestly, we forget we're getting married. Have you got any tips on how we can keep up momentum and actually look forward to our day or are we at risk of, or are we at risk of burning out? This has been coupled with the fact that my fiance doesn't really seem keen on having the day I thought we both wanted at the outset. We're planning on having about 100 guests, which is pretty standard for UK weddings. And most of that is family and close family friends. We absolutely have to invite or our mothers won't let us hear the end of it. My fiance doesn't like being the center of attention and neither do I, to be honest, but he really wants to elope or have a small ceremony and a big party afterwards. But I just don't understand why. 
I've told him we uh, we don't have to do any of the things that don't suit us or our sensibilities like the garter throw or the first dance, but it makes me sad that he doesn't share my vision or hopes for the day. I know it's a day for us, so I want him to have a part in it, but he's making it out like it's an expensive chore rather than a day to celebrate us in our relationship with our family and friends. Help me bring back the spark, uh, the spark back to wedding planning. Thank you. A sad solo bride. What do you think? lot to unpack here i think it's two it's a two-parter first she does she wants the tips for bringing back that spark and then the second part it's kind of like that they don't share the vision he doesn't want the big thing she does i think for this when i first read it i was like oh god hold on you've got to share a vision but i think it's important to have the same like big vision for like your marriage and your relationship i think disagreeing on wedding aspects is actually very common so I want her to know sad solo bride you're not alone I think there's a lot of times where like us brides go into the wedding planning thinking our groom will just like say yes to whatever we want and then we find out that they actually do care about certain things um which I think that's kind of nice I think it's nice when they care about things. Like, I don't think you want to be with someone who's like, or I think it's like less fun to be with someone who's like, just whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll be, I'll just show up and like, you can take care of it all. And I'll just like be there. Like that's to me, like almost more annoying than someone with opinions where like, you feel like they're invested in it. Right. It's that's the thing. You want them to be invested. And when you, you have to think about it. Cause sometimes like Mike, I like, truly would get like random about or like randomly opinionated about the randomest things like his tux I thought he would just say yes he wants to like have a special tux I don't know and but I'm like oh it is his big day too it's 50% his and 50% mine it's both of ours together so like I do have to compromise for him on some aspects it's not just like my event that he's a part of he's in my relationship so um but I think for this one, it's almost like there's another layer to it because it's like they started off with the same plans and then you have like the whole year of all this COVID stuff with the starting and stopping. And I do think like you have to cut them some slack in terms of, I mean, we were just talking about this, like a lot of like traditions change. A lot of people kind of realize what's important to them and they don't right. care about the things that they cared about a year ago. That's like one of the good and bad byproducts of this year. Um so I think when she's like, I can't understand why it's like, we kind of just explain that. Like yeah. why is because he's like, oh, like now I see, I just like really care about like people who are really important to me being there. Maybe I'm like trying to spend money on things that I think will actually bring me happiness instead of just doing something because like I was doing it and now I have this mm-hmm. chance to, so I would really get to the heart of like, when you're saying, I don't understand why to me that stuck out, like ask him like, what are like, what is the most important thing for you to come out of our wedding day with? Right. And I think if you like if you you match those up with whatever yours are, then you get on the same page and it's easier to be excited once you know, like, what are we valuing this time around instead of like, I think don't make it about like the numbers specifically in the initial conversation or like, you know, the mm-hmm. the food or the, any particular aspect of it. Just make it like, what do we care about? And then how can we yeah. make it more in line with like our wedding values? You literally just like mapped out what we do for like marketing campaigns. Like think of the overall goal and then like map the tactics to that goal. <laughs> but yeah, it's, true. it's like think of what the, what the overall goal and the values that you want to get out. Talk to him about that. Align on that together and then 
map your tactics. This is like the most boring management. She said, and I think that like, that'll get him excited if he feels like you guys are on the same page. I can see why you're like, oh, like I'm the only one who's excited. So it's bringing my whole energy down because I'm the one who like still wants this initial thing we did. But she writes that like, um, he doesn't like being the center of attention and neither do I. So it's like, you guys both, it seems like you're, you are on the same page. You're just mm-hmm. like thinking about how to execute it differently. So I would just get into like, what is his ideal? What say, what does your like ideal wedding look like to you? And then you can say what yours looks like, um, on your end. And then I think you can easily find somewhere in the middle. Cause it does kind of, kind of sound like you want the same things. And then maybe there's like some parental expectations that you can manage. Right. In there. And it sounds like he still wants the big, um, celebration party yeah at some point so it's not like they won't have any of that it's funny because the center of attention thing our um on last week's episode our elopement expert meg who we interviewed um actually before covid even started her and her husband had had just a small intimate wedding for that reason they were like we just aren't big wedding people we don't like being the center of attention we're a little quieter And that seemed to suit them. And I'm not telling her to do that because, you know, she does like her initial vision. But I think, like you said at the beginning, get to the heart of why his vision changed. And and it's like, I mean, my my own vision has flipped 85 times. I think it's totally normal and natural for that to happen. Like we just said. Um, Yeah. And I think if you're just kind of like take your parents out of the equation, just think like, what do I actually want? Like I wouldn't like make put about like my our moms are expecting us to do this and our dads are expecting us to do this. I would just make it like, what do we both really want? Because it should be a reflection of the two of you at the end of the day. Like, yeah, you're going to take some input, but it's like and I think that will also help you clarify what you actually want, because it seems like she's saying that, like, she wants to do the thing that she was doing before. But when she's speaking about what she actually likes and wants, it sounds like that's not really yeah what she actually wants so I think I, I can I can sort of see where you're caught in this world of like this is what I should do and have been doing versus like right. this is almost like a nice opportunity to get to reflect and do something that feels more in line with like who you actually are mm-hmm. you know and then in terms for quick tips on like how to not burn out and how to keep the momentum going I just this popped into my head I have the dumbest tip ever <laughs> It's like stupid, but I heard forever ago. I think like Jesse James Decker said this about her and her husband, Eric Decker's relationship. It was like, she was like, I constantly flirt and keep like the excitingness and that like just constantly like flirting, like remembering to flirt with your fiance will keep your relationship exciting. Like think about when he proposed to you and that feeling you know how like when I don't know if this happened with Mike proposed to you too but like when they propose you kind of like re-energize re-spark your relationship comes back because it's like oh wow he really loves me like well it's like you're doing something new together too and like you're like it's like a you know what I mean like that yeah I think that's a great idea like think about how you felt in that moment and all the excitement that you had and like something Mm -hmm. around those days and like I think it's almost fun this is if you think about this as like we're about to do something new again from what mm-hmm. we had been doing. Like you get to plan it again. I mean, like new it sounds vision. bad, but it's, yeah, you get to do what you really want this time. It's like, that will give you energy. And if he feels like you're yeah. on the same page of like, we're, this is a new thing we're doing. I think that's probably like part of why he doesn't feel excited about the old thing. Cause he's like, I already did mm-hmm. the old thing. Now I can do what I really want. Like if 
if you got aligned with him, I bet you he would be excited. It's all about That's perspective. Spark. It really is. Like use this as a new, fresh opportunity. I'm going to force Mike and I again. I know I've said this on a past episode, but I'm going to force us to get engagement photos done again. I want to like start over and I'm doing a whole different like design for our wedding. I'm excited to because the old one also for me has like bad cancellation juju attached to it. So right. um, I'm starting fresh. Well, I'm excited for you. I can't wait to see those pictures. Should we do one more? I'll, I can read it. Yeah, this is um, I we could even it's a long conquer. one. You guys, yeah, maybe we'll there's many questions. So maybe we'll go through them one by one. Yeah. Or there's two questions, but they both have several parts. So let's do the first one. One by one. Yeah. So hi there. Curious if you have any thoughts or advice on holiday gifting as relationships progress from boyfriend, girlfriend to engagement to marriage. Here are a few questions wrapped up in this one. I've come to realize that the, the women in my family are were responsible for gifts. I think my dad was always equally surprised to see what we or anyone else was receiving because he played zero role in buying, wrapping, et cetera. I don't think my family was unique and I'm beginning to realize the burden of holiday gift exchanges seems to be a female task. One question for you and your followers, am I crazy or is this something society expects women to deal with on their own, um, including taking on their fiancés slash husbands gift gifting responsibilities too. I realized I had a natural inclination to do this because it's what I saw growing up. What made me realize it was a thing was when my future mother-in-law texted me address details for all my fiance's extended family, just with the note, figured you'd need this in the next few weeks. That's when I realized, wow, your expectation is, is that this is my responsibility on behalf of your son. Am I alone in this expectation being thrust upon me? We could have a whole episode about this question. I am going to try to sum up thoughts. I hear you. I see you. I, this is such a big topic. I, I, okay. Women. Yes. In the family. It, I think it's a societal thing. We've always been expected, not even just gifts. If we're getting real here, it's like all things like we, like women just get the own housework put on. Yeah. Everything. Or just like even planning. it's kind of like, what are you, no one's asking the guy like really about like oh, yeah. all the details and like fit for all, you know what I mean? Like they're always going the planning, us, I think. the communication yeah. with the rest of the family. It's my brother like gets to slide, slide by on that stuff. Hence why he's gotten to focus on med school and be a doctor now. But like my sister and I have to take on all of that, especially her. She's the oldest. So I get this, especially when it comes for to Christmas. I think, um, I mean, clearly her mother-in-law set the precedent there with the address text. I think for what's worked for me I mean, is. Sorry, go on. Oh, no, I was just. No, go say, on. What's worked you've got to yeah. start them young. You've got to like from day one, you've got to instill like you're you're kind of responsible for your family's thing. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Mike's family. We have known them forever at this point. At this point, I, I am enthusiastic and excited about buying them little stuff like little fun socks or little uh, this fun cozy sweater I'm wearing I'm gonna get one for his sister too like that's the kind of stuff but when it comes to like really the responsibility we kind of do a thing where it's like I'm responsible for my siblings and their significant others Mike's responsible for his and they're from both of us we address the card from both of us but it just works out easier that way because I can't, can't be. Yeah, I don't think it's fair for one person to have to do everyone's family. That's plus like 
I don't know your fucking like uncle. Like, what am I, how I'm supposed to pick out like a gift that he would like? Like, I don't know. I mean, I, it's like, I've known this person. I've met them a few times over the years, but not like, I'm not like, why would that, why would that ever be me? If I were her and I got that email from my future mother-in-law, I would forward it to him. And I'd be like, these are the addresses in case you need them. Yeah. Like, I'm not like, if we don't, if they don't get a gift, it's on like you're spearheading this part. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like, I would never ask someone to get for my, to get something for mine. I mean, I have a different kind of experience in that, like my, I mean, we're, we're Jewish, my family. So we don't really like Hanukkah is definitely not the same, especially as Mm -hmm. adults. Like and I have a million siblings, so we'll do like a secret Santa or like a, you know, love that. So we do like one gift and he'll be in that too. So he'll get a gift from one person in my family and give a gift from one person in my family. But I've come to realize that Christmas is like a whole different ball game. Like mm-hmm. gifting is like a huge part of it. Um, and it's stressful because you have yeah. to match kind of, at least with me, like my brother and my future sister-in-law are like well because of her she's like the queen of gift giving and she goes all out and spends she got me like a valentino bag and i'm like oh god so it's like you have to like it was a little satchel and that's a lot of pressure on you it's pressure and i'm a lot of pressure yeah yeah so i would never want to put that pressure on mike and be like you 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 match that like right and you have to know the family dynamics. Like, like you said, like, it's like, he knows better who, what the uncle's gonna give. And you kind of, and I'm not like a tit for tat gift giver. I'm not like, if you spend a hundred dollars, I'm spending exactly a 100. Or even just like, this is something that person would never use. Like, yeah. I, like it's, you know what I mean? Like, they're like, yeah. oh, they don't even like one. I think I, he was talking about someone, his cousin or something. Like I was thinking, oh, like we'll get them into canter. He's like, that's just not something they would ever like I think it's fun to like come up with gift ideas but at the end of the day mm-hmm. like that is to- I mean I'm also it's because I'm also so far into the whole intensive Christmas gift exchange thing mm-hmm. I think it's uh he like he it he knows that like that's on him because I don't even like I don't right. even get it fully <laughs> like I think it's I just I, I think it's like, like, wild. I know I'm not I'm not above it at all like I know I wish I was but I but I come in as an outsider I'm like I mean I I, I'm yeah first time I started doing this was when I was like 30 years old so I'm like oh like shit this is like this is like a lot this is like totally different than anything I've ever done at the end of December so like if I don't have guidance and if you're not like taking the lead on this like nothing will get done like the very first Christmas I came to his house like I didn't bring anything because I was like it's so people people get I didn't even realize like adults still get gifts and it's like I think it's fun but it's also like it's just total to me I'm like I'm an outsider so I'm like I'm coming in with like a completely clean critical I can't imagine being an outsider coming into that like it's just it's stupid I've I like if I tell my dad I'm like do not even get me any gifts because he has two other kids from his next marriage that are like young and I'm like get like get them fun kid gifts they believe in Samna like do that but I'm like do not get me gifts I'm like almost 30 you can't like I don't need presents anymore right and I just think it's so I just it's not what Christmas should be about but it somehow is and right there's do you get gifts for your extended family too is that like a no 
no. Like, my, I have so many. I just couldn't. If we see them, we might pick up little a things. A little sm- something small. Right? Yeah. One year we actually did with my mom's side. We did the um, Secret Santa where everybody spent a certain amount. And that was amazing because you just, you get one. It goes somebody random. Secret Santa's clutch. Do that. Honestly, that's <laughs> my tip. That's the one takeaway from this whole episode. Um, But yeah, I mean... I hope that helped you for your first part. We'll get yeah. to part two now. Again, like I would, I, I can understand. I think people, again, going back, just like circling back on that last thing, like people expect women to do a lot, but if I would establish that really early that like, this is not, you'll all take care of my family. You'll take care of yours. And you should just communicate that with your fiance. Like, mm-hmm. like, I think that that's a very, if you're going to marry someone, you should be able to have that conversation of like, this is how we're dividing responsibilities right. both in the house and um in this gifting oh, palooza my last tip is go watch i watched it on saturday bad mom's christmas it is it like is about this theme like they're stressed out moms because they christmas falls completely on them and they're like their own mothers come to visit have you seen it with mila kunis Kristen bell Kathy? i haven't is it funny or is it oh, bad no go watch it after this not bad it's okay. amazing. It's the funniest Christmas. It's my favorite Christmas movie. I'm just going to oh, say it. I'm all right. Say it. My favorite. I'm sick of watching Home Alone, too, yeah. several times a week now. So I will get in that game. Um, so let me read the let me read the part two of the question, which is once you're engaged slash married, do you slash your followers a give, give, give gifts as a couple um, give specific gifts as a couple give all gifts as a couple give specific gifts as a couple, but not all. Or B, if you're giving gifts from the two of you, does that mean you both paid for the gift? She says, I have a very small nuclear family. My mom passed away. My dad isn't in the picture. I have a younger sister who was married. I'm very close to her and her husband. Because we don't have extended family, we've given one another more gifts at Christmas. On the other hand, my fiance's family is much larger. He has grandparents, aunts, uncles, step-siblings, et cetera. Some of these people I've only met once or twice. Even if you're not spending... Uh, much on people. It really does add up. It's not that I'm unwilling to spend money on my fiance's family. It just feels like I don't expect him to pay for half of the admittedly larger gift exchange I do with my sister and brother-in-law. Although I will of course include him as a co-giver on the gifts. I would kind of like this to be reciprocated. You do your family, spend what you want, include my name. Am I being uh, cold or unrealistic? The truth is, uh, is that I'm struggling with is that if I add up what I normally spend on my my sister slash brother-in-law and a few key family friends, my fiance, and then take half of all of his family gifts. I'm spending way more than I'm comfortable with over the holiday season. Would love a gut check. Props to you. It's a lot of information. That was a lot of information and like kind of worded as a word puzzle. And you did a really good job getting getting that one Um, out. Yeah, that was written a little slightly chaotically, but thank you for writing in. So... In terms of paying for gifts, how do you guys do it? So this one I love. Um, Right now, and I know people might look at us like crazy people, and you might not do the same, but whatever. This is what we do. I told Mike, I'm like, let me just pay for my family. You pay for yours, and we will give from the both of us because my family is tries to be like bougie during Christmas and they set the precedent, not me. Like my, 
my brother mm-hmm. and, and Navi, his sister-in-law, set the precedent of giving like really fucking good gifts, which I love. But I'm like, okay, then I got to splurge a little more on you too. And then like my sister has always, from day one, I swear from the day, like my sister and I have had jobs since we were like 15. She started like splurging on gifts for us. And I was like, so this is how it's going to be great. So I, I think we technically spend a little more on them. I don't, we do on mics though, too. It, it ends up being pretty even, but, um, I, so you spend, so basically you're buying for your family and he's buying for his. Yeah. But we still try. I saw a tip. I used Chase Bank and I was looking at like my banking the other day and on their thing, it said spend both of you should spend 1.5% of or less than 1.5% of your salary. So that might be a good little guiding tip. Don't go all out and spend, but we break it up. Yeah. To answer her, her question. But I mean, Mike's offered and been like, it's okay. Like I can help. I love your family too. I want to get them gifts. I can help you pay for theirs. And I'm like, it's fine. Let's just yeah. do it this way. I think you either have to like split all of it, like, mm-hmm. or each do your own family. Like if the mm-hmm. other person is, if your one family has a lot more expensive taste or something like that, and you feel bad having that burden, you can say, I'll do my family. You do your family. Um, right. And they're both, they'll all be from both of us. But like, because I'm used to this level of spending, like you can do that. And then if the person really wants to give or contribute, I think that's obviously nice and fine, but I wouldn't expect that when she is writing that, like, if she's not asking him to give to her family, I don't think she should be expected to, to pay for his, especially if there's so many people, or she can say like, here's, here's how I would, I would, again, I would discuss all of this with your fiance, because I think that like, you want to, if you're getting married, you need to be able to talk about money and how you're dividing money and how you're dividing, not just things like who's responsible for getting the gifts, but also like who's responsible for doing all the other housework or chores or future childcare. Like how do you, Mm -hmm. those are really important questions that are going to come up that you should have a somewhat of an idea of the person's stance on them before you get married. So I would just say like, listen, like here's the budget that I've comfortable with spending for the holidays. Um, and that includes my family and yours. So like, do you have a budget that we should combine or would you rather just take care of all of your family's gifts for all of your extended family and I'll do mine? Um, or like, I know obviously we're going to be together a while or forever, hopefully. So like we should have some sort of like fair system in place for Mm -hmm. how we pay for this. And I mean, I don't know if you're pooling your income yet, or if you're, you have money that you put into a joint account that you would use or if they're separate accounts, um, the joint account, I, mean, I hear that solves so many problems for things like this hundred percent. Cause it's like, then you're automatically, you're automatically, I mean, you're, you could say like, we're doing the holiday gifts from this account. And so it's, um, you're already, you've already figured that out because mm-hmm. you are a unit. And again, I also think that makes you more of a team. Like this, yeah. this is the amount of money that we're allocating, for gifts for these people um how much can we afford not like how much can i afford versus how much you can afford like you are supposed to be like a unit eventually you'll have kids you'll be a family like you're going to be needing to spend money together so i think this is a really not to say this is an important question but i think this this to me speaks of like lack of communication Mm -hmm. in a bigger way about finances in general which is such an important conversation to have so like even if you're someone like me who if i was with a Jewish person and we only celebrated Hanukkah and this never came up. Um, 
it's still a conversation you want to have about like, how are we splitting? I mean, we, and we would, we've talked about like, how, how are we splitting like wedding gifts for other couples? Mm-hmm. Like who's paying for what is it? Like, if it's my friend, am I paying? Is That's it your friends you're one. paying once we get married? Are we paying together? Like we're going to get all the money back together. It's an interesting conversation. Um, and yeah. I just think it's, again, I don't think there's like a right way or a wrong way, but it just, it's a matter of getting you both on the same page and comfortable and agree that it's fair. And that so that one person doesn't feel like resentful. Like I can see this becoming like a building resentment thing where she's like, I'm taking on more because it's sort of expected of me, but like, should I be, I don't feel like this is fair. I don't feel like this is equitable. Um, I don't feel like we're a team we're a partner. And I think that's really the bigger question around this holiday gifting thing mm-hmm. as it leads and it's to other very stuff. based on couple to couple. So it's really communicate, do what works best for you guys. Cause like you said, at one point, like one family might have way more people than the other or the bride and groom in this, or the, you know, couple might be uh, different financial income levels. So it's like it just figure out what works best for you guys. And, um, yeah, go about it. That yeah. Way. And that'll, that can do, I mean, this conversation, if you hash it out, will help you with so many other conversations. How do oh, we yeah. tip our doormen? Who are we, you know what I mean? Like who's, mm-hmm. who's paying for the Uber to your parents' house or something. You know what I mean? Like there's so much, It's. I think that yeah. well, this, this is such an important topic, not, not as it has anything to do with, with Christmas gifts, but yeah. as it just, uh, goes to like communication and finances in general, which are one of the biggest causes of divorce. It's something that no one talks about or people are afraid to talk about. And I think it, it can really build up over time. And that's one of the biggest disagreements couples have. Oh yeah. It's so funny. You mentioned the wedding thing. We'll get into that a whole nother time too. But like the gifting thing, that's like, Mike has like 20 best guy friends from college who are all have started having weddings pre COVID and probably will in the future. Like, I'm like, you, you're giving the gift from us for this. Like I have like a five close friends who are going to get married. He is way more like, so I'm like, let's, that's on you, buddy. But right. I mean, but eventually like you'll be married. Like I assume you'll have some finances. Like we need a joint account. It's past due. Everybody says that that helps. Cause like you said, it makes you kind of more of a team. You're both contributing the same amount to it. So it's like, not like, uh, you know, it's, it's a fair way of doing things. You use it to spend on things like rent and groceries and stuff that like right now it's like Mike and I like Venmoing each other for that stuff. And it's dumb. Like if you That's look really at our funny. Venmo, we you don't look- have a credit card together. No, we need to, we have so many things we need to do. Stress. <laughs> um, yeah, we just made our joint account. I actually find it's much easier for making those decisions. Cause it's not like how I'm not looking at my own money or he's not looking at his, we're like, I mean, we have our own separate accounts, but we have an account together and we're like, this is the pool that we're working for, for things we do together. Yeah. And like, so how much of this pool are we willing to spend on X or Y or vacations or, you know, like rent anything? Like, I think it just helps like to be both be looking at the same pool of money when you're making decisions. Cause everyone, you'll have a much more rational mindset mm-hmm. about what you're working with when you, when you have we- that number. We need to do a whole nother episode about finance, marriage finances. Avi, Sammy's husband, for those of you who don't know, just released a s- special custom Betches Brides budget template. Um, by the time this episode comes out, we'll have already given it to you because we're putting it in our newsletter tomorrow. Um, so I'm so excited to use that. And Mike and I are going to get on the same page with budget and budgeting. We're going to do our joint account. It's going to be a whole new year for finances. 
I'm so excited for you guys to uh, get your finances in order for 2021. It's going to be such an exciting year. I hope to to black out at weddings and get finances in order, right? And save some money. Yep. There we go. Um, that was Those are our questions for this week. Please keep sending them in. Brides at Betches.com. Brides at Betches.com. Send them in. We love answering these. I think a lot of them are very relatable to brides everywhere out there. Um, so please send them in. Let's do a, a few runaway brides. Yes. And these you guys submitted, they're holiday themed. Um, so that's fun. Uh, so just for those of you that don't know the scenario, we're going to give you a scenario and picture that you're about to walk down the aisle and marry the love of your life. And you've planned this whole beautiful wedding. And then they come in with this. What do you do? Do you stay or run away? So the first one is they never allow Christmas music. Um, I'm Jewish, so I'm cool. Oh. Or holiday <laughs> music. Even is there is, oh gosh. There are no good Hanukkah songs. I'm not <laughs> like, I mean, I actually like Christmas music, but like, I don't feel strongly enough. I don't, I, I don't think that's, that's not a factor for me. Yeah. I think though, like it's the more of the principle of them not allowing, I'd be like, why? Like, what do you mean you don't allow you random strict man? You like, right. I just, Was I, handmaid's tale. Yeah. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Let me play my Christmas music. Luckily I don't have this problem with Mike. He literally changed the ways on um, the ways app, the voice that comes through it. He changed to Santa and he listened to Christmas music on our whole three-hour drive the other day. Um, so he's overly obsessed with all things Christmas and music. So if anybody's not going to allow it, it's me in our relationship. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one, but I guess I'd stay. Okay. What about the elf on the shelf? They make you do an elf on the shelf for them and move it every night. I don't, what does it mean to do an elf on the shelf? Oh, you don't know. Oh my gosh. This is so fun. Okay. So <laughs> elf on the shelf. I am like, I have like just started Christmas stuff like a couple years ago. Before that, I was like at the movies eating Chinese food. Ever. So I don't know <laughs> that anything. Sounds better. Honestly, that's my ideal Christmas, but okay. So as an outsider for elf on the shelf is the, the, fucking elf and it comes with a book and the whole premise is that you have this elf and the parents move it every night for the children the whole premise is that if you touch the elf before christmas i believe it loses its magic and he's one of santa's elves so like 12 days or whatever leading up to christmas there's this elf every night and it is fun i've seen it with my dad's children <laughs> my my step siblings i don't know what they are. but um they love it absolutely like yeah. <laughs> My dad's kids. <laughs> they um they love it because it's fun because this elf like moves into different and my dad and his wife have a fun time like positioning the elf in different like get ups in the house. Like he'll be literally like sitting up on a shelf or on top of the Christmas tree or like getting into the cookies and like eating the cookies one. So when the kids wake up, they'll see this shelf. So it's clearly or this elf. So it's clearly a kids thing. Okay. So it's <laughs> so basically they're they're doing, and I don't. They that's their random wedding request right before I walk down the aisle. Yeah, they say <laughs> like so. Mike says to you, "Hey, you know that elf on the shelf thing? I know it's like not a real elf, but I want you to like do it for me every night, like leading up to Christmas. I want you to move the elf into a different spot and like play the elf on the shelf thing for my enjoyment." You know what? 
Sure. You know why? Because <laughs> you just said flirting is like, I would make it like a flirty thing. I'd be like, where is it now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it would be like, I think it's fun to sort of act like kids with sometimes with. Yes. Um, I think too. This is definitely with, yeah. weird. It's like the adult that like still believes in Santa weirdness level. But I could also, since Mike is like Mr. Christmas, I could see my Mike, I could see him like. So weirdly. is mine. <laughs> really? Must Mike, be Mike, our producer, are you weirdly into Christmas? Please let us know. Uh, is it a Mike thing? <laughs> <laughs> no. Give us a sign. I'm I'm very apathetic about Christmas. I like okay. it, but I don't, I'm not like obsessed. Okay, so I, it's not not all mics. Hashtag not all mics. Not all um, mics. Okay. Sorry for stereotyping the mic community. Um, Given. <laughs> but yeah, so I would I would just say yes and let him do it. Okay, yeah, I think uh, I'm not throwing away all this money because you want me to do a little dumb uh, tooth fairy type Santa Claus thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, this is a bigger one, our last one, which is that they insist on every holiday with their family and not yours. I think that is the one that, you know, the real controversial uh, yeah. runaway bride here. What do you think? I'd say, what the fuck? We should have talked about this prior because that is a conversation. You you truly well, like the finances thing. You do need to level set that prior and communicate about that. Um I'd probably yeah, what, if, what, what if he's like to you? Yeah. What if he's like to you? Listen, I've realized in this whole wedding planning thing, like I do not like your family. And I, after this wedding, like I'm not doing any holidays with them or like any other things. Like I, I feel <laughs> isolated and scared. <laughs> I think that would be a bunch bigger red flag. Um, that yeah. might be, I mean, I think I'd still go down, but I think that would be a much bigger issue in our relationship than the elf on the shelf thing. <laughs> yeah yeah that doesn't come close to album on the shelf i'm still going though for all three of these <laughs> yeah i don't know for that one i'm so obsessed with my family and he knows that and so is he with his and i know that and i i we both love each other's family too so i would not i'd be like you might what? not hmm. yeah i would probably run i'd be like scared good for you <laughs> But, you know, yeah, no, I think that's a, yeah, I think yeah. that would be, a, that would be a very, me. I think that would be a very fair choice. I could see that someone deciding not to because of that. I mean, it's a big deal. It's like you're taught, you're not, I mean, I don't really believe like when you say, they say like you're marrying someone, you're marrying their family because like, I think that depends on your relationship with mm -hmm. them and you know, how close or far way you keep them. But I do think that's a good point. Yeah. Um, good. Th an important thing to, to take into consideration before getting married. Um, but that is our episode. I think this was great. I think we solved every, you know, possible marriage, uh, wedding Good. issue, right? When they come up a lot, especially around this time of year. So I'm glad we were able to be your little Christmas elf bridal therapist. Yeah. So to all our listeners, um, because we, our next episode will come out after this. So, um, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. We hope that next, I mean, we'll have another episode before next year, but we hope that your holidays are a nice relaxing time, especially in the, in the year that we've had. Um, mm -hmm. and we will see you next week where, uh, that, that'll be our last episode of 2020. Thank God. Drink some spiked eggnog <laughs> to wind down. There you go. All right. Um, until death do us part. Bye. <laughs> Betches.